you will never find the more wretched hive of scum and villainy. We must be cautious. Hello, and welcome to a Beltway Bantha's Transmission. This is the podcast still live from the hive of scum and villainy, and I am your host, Stephen Kent. The podcast, I recognize, has been radio silent now for several weeks since our last episode on the legacy and political relevance of Revenge of the Sith. I apologize. I broke my big rule, which is not to ghost and always let people know where things stand. So I wanted to touch base and give you some important updates about where we are on the show. So back in December of 2019, I guess it was, when I brought the show back online, I talked about having periodic planning breaks. So the show would stop and start more than in the past. This is one of those stops to do planning, but I'm doing this time actually to engage in some more deep thinking about the podcast and its direction, its goals, and the kind of content that we're going to do for the year ahead. So some people I know come to this show for the guest interviews of notable politicos. Some come for the analysis of Star Wars books and films. And I I also know that there are others who just really want the the freewheeling conversation between political opposites done respectfully about a shared love of Star Wars. That's kind of what we're all about here. Now, depending on the week, it can be one or the other. I want to get more focused for the next 12 months with a theme I've told you that I'm working on a book. This is still true. It is a thing. I'm shopping for a publisher right now, and the bits of it that are fully done are really exciting and stem from this show's belief that Star Wars, an incredible story, can foster understanding and reconciliation and really, I mean, you've seen it, amazing conversations between people who may otherwise have very little in common. So, you know, my belief is that Star Wars is a language. It's more than movies. It is a way of speaking. And with its mass popularity, it allows us to cut through some of the white noise of red versus blue thinking and talks obviously framed as partisan. So having a different vocab and set of shared ideas to draw from changes the game entirely, which is why I want to back up a bit with the podcast and refocus on some of its core ideals, which I just mentioned. I want to focus on the ways in which Star Wars, or the Force, could fix the world, in principle, in theory, one day, if we actually took it as being more than movies. But I need your help to do this. I really do, because I'm thinking big and bold here, rather than just trying to keep the podcast going on a week-to-week basis. So before I tell you about what the show might look like, I want to direct you to the show notes where I have put in big, bold, shiny letters a link to a listener survey. This requires no information about you other than insights into why you tune in, what makes you tick, and who a Beltway Bantha's listener is. This was very thoughtfully put together for that purpose, so please, please, please go click and fill that out. It should take no more than two minutes. Every response matters more than you know because they're going to inform what we do in the year ahead, the tone and and the way in which we do it. I am very happy to say that I'm partnering with my friend Riley Blanton, the prolific podcaster behind the Star Wars Report and Mouse and Castle, to do 12 episodes of Beltway Banthas spread over a year that focus on the 12 key ways in which Star Wars can make our lives 
our persons, our politics better. If we listen to it, I really think that Star Wars can be taken as more than movies. It can be taken as like a way to live. Um, and we're thinking that these are going to be a mix of narrative style shows featuring A-list guests from politics and media who are fans of Star Wars, love Star Wars deeply, combined with some roundtable style discussion that you're more familiar with. What I do know for sure is that the, the shows are going to be monthly starting in September. That is one episode every month for a series of 12. They're going to be high production value, higher than any of you are probably uh, used to with this show, actually. Like, we do pretty good, but we're going to actually really try to ratchet it up a couple of notches and uh, put a lot of heart into it. You really don't want to miss this. So I'm going to be um, taking a camping trip starting, like, uh, right after I send out this message for a little while and then during the month of August we're going to be trying to get this framework together to do a September rollout of the first episode in that series. You can expect it mid or late September um, and that's when the podcast will come back alive again and I'm very excited to do it. So sometimes to get re-energized creatively, you do have to let old things die and begin again. Thank you, Kylo Ren. And this is something like, you know, where the show is going to pivot and almost be like in a new season of its three-year run. It's going to be really fresh. So I have two requests of you before I wrap up. Do the listener survey that's in the show notes. I'm going to have a professional looking at the responses to develop a strategy based on those things and based on what you say. The second thing is that I am really, really enjoying doing the Beltway Banthas newsletter. Kind of in the spirit of renewal of things, like trying new things, it has turned out to be a really fun outlet. And I actually just love to write uh, more than I used to, and just as much as I enjoy talking, 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 talking. So my question to you is, could you sign up for it? The reason being, the newsletter is where I can most effectively update you with the show announcements. I can let you know when the show is going to come back. Um, and it's where I'm going to be rounding up great articles from outside of Beltway Banthas that pertain to the dynamic and important politics of Star Wars. I highlighted a piece in Nerdist on the last newsletter about why Finn should have been more political. He was pretty apolitical as a character. And before that, one of the newsletters featured uh, a piece in Reason magazine on why Star Wars tracks very neatly with our own political divides since the 70s. And there was also one in there about, um, it was in the National Review by New York Times columnist Ross Douthit, who recently recanted his disdain for the prequel trilogy, which was really delightful because I had Ross on this podcast and he just dragged the prequels, which made me really sad. But it turns out he's changed his mind and he wrote a piece about why. So this is all in the newsletter and it's just fun to read on a weekly basis if you love the intersection of these topics. And if you're listening to this, then you clearly do. The link to sign up is also in big letters in the show notes. Um, so just so you know, like Banthas might be leaving Twitter because it's really not creating much value for us these days. 
that's going to be how we stay in touch. So currently, the newsletter is housed on MailChimp, but I'm thinking about moving it over to Substack and really professionalizing the newsletter's look to even feature original writing by you, the listeners, based on some of the emails that y'all send in um, about the show and about Star Wars. Also going to include original videos, um, which you know I actually dipped my foot into here recently on YouTube for Beltway Banthas, and also I'm going to feature dialogues by Star on Star Wars politics by a lot of familiar faces uh, in the world of politics and media. So go sign up and come along for the ride. It would be a lot of fun to have you. It's going to be a once-weekly email, or it already is a once-weekly email, so between now and September, it can be your fix on Star Wars politics that this show fills. When I migrate from MailChimp to Substack, I'm just going to move the email list over so you don't have to do anything, and I do promise I don't spam. I think that's everything I wanted to lay out. So we're coming back in September. There are going to be monthly episodes that go deep on why Star Wars can make politics better. And do the survey. Sign up for the newsletter. I just ask for about three minutes of your time to do that. You all are the best. I love you. And may the Force be with you. Always. And just as a little added bonus, I did mention that I dipped my foot into YouTube and tried making a Beltway Banthas video. So if you stick around right now, you can hear the audio from that YouTube video about how the uh, decline and the ousting of Trump campaign manager Brad Parscale is very much like how director Krennic fell from grace in the movie Rogue One. It's funny. I think you'll like it. Here it is. Okay, we need to talk about this. President Trump's campaign manager, Brad Parscale, tweeted back in May 2020 that he and his team were building a digital operation of Death Star proportions. For three years, we have been building a juggernaut campaign, Death Star. It is firing on all cylinders, data, digital, TV, political, surrogates, coalitions, etc. In a few days, we start pressing fire for the first time. He was roundly mocked for saying this. The leading Democrats, including, of course, Mark Hamill, who never misses an opportunity to get political with Star Wars. Blessed be Mark, even when he gets stuff wrong. Everyone piled on Pascal that he was clearly building a Death Star operation with a fatal flaw within it that was then going to be blown up by the rebellion of the resistance in November. Okay, that's funny. Haha. Ha. But in swoops real life to imitate art in a way that is, well, satisfying. President Trump's support is falling while this pandemic rages on. He's shaking up his re-election campaign. Campaign manager Brad Parscale is taking on a new role. He's been replaced by longtime Republican operative Bill Stepien. Stand here and my achievements, not yours! Demoted! The architect of the Death Star project has been usurped. I will tell him that I will be taking control over the weapon I first spoke of years ago, effectively. He's now going to be a senior advisor to the digital operations, and he is being replaced by Bill Stepien. Obviously, Tarkin always wanted control of the Death Star project. He waited, as Tarkin often does, for the right opportunity to take it away from Krennic. Krennic was responsible throughout the Death Star projects for many, many delays, and also the leaking of the information by Galen Erso, an intelligence failure, if you will, that gave Tarkin the window to take control. What Parscale did, according to press reports, was something kind of similar, actually. The dud 
campaign rally in Tulsa, Oklahoma was trolled by TikTok teens with thousands of fake registrations and it gave the campaign a false impression and the president a false impression that this was going to be a blockbuster event. It wasn't. And President Trump was pissed. And it's really important to understand that these rallies are more important to him than governing. Pascal should have known better. Be careful not to choke on your aspirations, director. So congratulations to Bill Stepien on your new gig as campaign Death Star director. Good luck. You're gonna need it.